You're about to hear opinions that you may like. Then again, you might hear some that offend you. We don't apologize for that. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Should a failing enterprise be bailed out with public money? That debate is actually happening right now, although it's a little bit under the radar compared to all the other headlines, which, of course, is uh, understandable. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. Hey, real quick, before we get into the discussion about the uh, post office and what to do with it and about it with all of their financial troubles. I do need to correct something real quick that I said just a few minutes ago uh, on this program. I mentioned uh, the organizer of a protest being arrested in New Jersey because the uh, authorities locally didn't like what he was saying and didn't like what he was organizing. Well, he was issued a summons and he does face a criminal complaint, but he was actually not put in handcuffs and uh, technically he was not arrested. I always want to be accurate on the program. So he was not arrested, but he still does face a uh, criminal complaint. Joined now by Kevin Kosar, Vice President of Research Partnerships, I think is the actual title, right, Kevin? It is. At the R Street uh, Institute and a recent uh, op-ed or essay that you wrote kind of caught my eye and you can find it at rstreet.org and don't worry we'll give out that information a little bit later here uh, on the program and it's just called the Postal Service is in deep trouble here's one way to get it out. Kevin nobody disagrees that the post office is in bad trouble tens of billions of dollars proposed in the first CARES Act which is where all the stimulus money came from in case anybody's not familiar with that term that did not happen so what's the current situation and state of debate when it comes to what to do about the post office with Congress? Well, right now we're in a little bit of a limbo because the CARES Act did provide the Postal Service with an additional $10 billion credit line to the U.S. Treasury. Uh, So this agency, it looks like, can stay uh, operating at least through the autumn, although the service, unfortunately, has li- released only a limited amount of data on uh, you know, what's going on over there. But, you know, what we know is that mail volume has dropped 30 uh, percent and mail is where they get their money. And so exasperated or exacerbated a long term uh, financial problem. When it comes to the post office, we've had you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billion dollar or more uh, losses every single year. If this is in the private sector, they go out of business because they just they just can't keep up with the market. Uh, so this isn't new. The post office has been kind of failing financially for a long time. Why should we worry about keeping it around? I mean, we have private sector alternatives. Well, uh, the Postal Service is kind of a natural monopoly. Um, there's no private sector company that wants to go to every address in America, plus, you know, uh, Virgin Islands, Puerto Rico, uh, American Samoa, all those sorts of places. I mean, taking mail to Hawaii, Alaska, very expensive. Uh, and there's, not, you know, private sector certainly could uh, cherry pick some of the market, places of high density and low operational costs, but they're not going to want the whole of it. Uh, so if we want universal mail service, we got to have a postal service. And uh, another reality is that uh, tens of millions of Americans vote by mail uh, for a variety of reasons, whether you know they're mobility impaired or they just simply prefer not to be forced to march to a polling station. Uh, no postal service, a lot of votes disappear. 
let's talk about uh, what you're proposing right here. Um, one of the big ones, and just about the post office, when it comes to public sector pensions, that's maybe one of the more under-discussed financial tsunamis affecting the whole country. But uh, you're pointing out that this is a big problem with the post office in particular. What's that mean to taxpayers who have, may have to, to buy this out? Well, you know, it's a good news, bad news story. Um, the pension portion of, uh, of the equation is not bad. The Postal Service has done a pretty good job of funding it, um, but retiree health care benefits, these promises that Postal Service has made to postal workers to pay a significant portion of their premiums when they retire, uh, that is radically underfunded. And what I want to do is avoid a government bailout. And uh, there is a good bill on Capitol Hill that would keep the U.S. taxpayers safe. And basically what it would say is, you, the Postal Service, you have $40 billion in this retiree health care benefits fund. You could take a portion of that and put it in the stock market. Because right now it's all sitting in U.S. Treasuries, which get super low interest. Uh, and if you just leave it there, it's guaranteed to go bankrupt. What's the opposition to that, if any, that you can tell? Uh, I haven't heard any sane opposition. I think, you know, some people will say, well, you know, what if the stock market goes down? Absolutely, stock market could go down. But as a kind of long-term financial planning thing, it's better to be invested in the market than not. One of the other aspects that uh, you've proposed here is letting the post office raise their rates. And I I'm going to confess, I didn't know that there was a law limiting that. Uh, it just seems common sense to me that uh, you're going to test what the market demand is. And if you're undervaluing your service and you raise your rates, um, why aren't they allowed to raise the rates? I know none of us want to pay more for mailing something for what we do mail anymore. But uh, why is that something they're not allowed to do to say, well, we need to make up $100 million. Go ahead and increase the price of a stamp by a penny. Yeah, the Postal Service, most of what they carry, you know, your standard paper mail type stuff is under a rate cap. So the Postal Service can only raise prices at the uh, consumer price index, basically inflation. And we've had very low inflation for many years. And the idea was that, you know, the Postal Service is a natural monopoly. And monopolies tend to engage in predatory pricing. And so, you know, you don't want to just turn them loose to be able to price at whatever levels they please. But... On the other hand, we know the Postal Service is an expensive business to run. I mean, human capital, like the people who work there and their health care costs and their compensation, that goes up more than the rate of inflation. Uh, and so that's creating a, a, a structural deficit. We're visiting with uh, Kevin Kosar from the R Street Institute. The name of the article is just simply called The Postal Service is in Deep Trouble. Here's one way to get it out. Kevin, I, this may be projection. I'm just talking personal experience. If I need to make sure something important gets to my mom's house or gets to a, a business or something like that, I will take it up to UPS. I just, I've had too many problems with the post office not delivering. Um, is there, is part of their problem simply market response with the market not wanting to use their service? Uh, yeah, to a degree. Uh, I, I found myself in the same situation. Um, I think one thing that frustrates me greatly is that for we consumers, uh, when we try to send a parcel with the postal service, we don't get anything close to real-time tracking. 
I mean, you go and you look at the site website, try to track your package, and like a day goes by and there's no updates. And you're just kind of wondering. And UPS, FedEx, DHL, they, they don't work that way. So the Postal Service absolutely has to update. And one of the other proposals that you've got there, which uh, which frankly I, I don't have any heartburn over, or I think a lot of people wouldn't, is uh, allowing them to limit the days that they deliver. I mean, we're Monday through Saturday now. Is that required by law? or could they cut back in order to save costs? Unfortunately, it is required by law. Um, each year, the, the Postal Service gets a very small money from taxpayers, and it's to cover things like um, free mail delivery to the blind. Uh, but unfortunately, what comes with that little bit of money is requirement that the Postal Service deliver six days a week. And, uh, you know, American people, they don't want that. But there are various interest groups here in town uh, who have uh, uh, the ear of people on Capitol Hill. And uh, yeah, the six-day requirement lives on. And it's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive, yeah. Mail volume's down 30% in the last 10 years. And that was before COVID hit. Yet we're making them deliver paper mail six days a week. No sense. Okay, so people want to see this uh, this essay or the other uh, the other things R Street works on. What's the way to be in touch? Uh, you can find us online at rstreet.org, uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at rsi. All right, uh, thanks, Kevin. Really appreciate the uh, perspective on this. Thank you, sir. All right, so uh, he just mentioned uh, COVID or coronavirus. Have we flattened the curve, as we've been hearing it described? Is it time to rescind the government orders that, frankly, put millions of people out of work? That discussion's next, right here on American Viewpoints. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in, spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad... You're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Did you like what you heard on the show? Or did my guest get it totally wrong? Or maybe I got it wrong. Either way, hear it again and share our discussions through the American Viewpoints podcast. I'm Mike Ferguson, and every segment of this show is posted as a podcast. Find it on Simplecast or Spotify, Radio Public, iHeart, or pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. A new podcast is posted every Monday through Thursday, so subscribe and keep the conversation going.